everyone and welcome back to Thriving Grace. This week we are joined again with a very special guest but we'll get on to that. This week we're going to be doing our Easter special which is really exciting. Mm. So we're going to get to know our very special guest and to do that first of all just tell us who you are and a bit about you and then my question this week is if you could only have one biscuit for the rest of your life what biscuit would it be wow um heavy stuff when I normally describe myself it's normally about what biscuits I choose so yeah. you kind of link the two questions together there quite well. <laughs> um, but, um yes I'm Lewis I uh I've graduated from bio college last year I work for uh, a clothing company in Belfast um which is pretty good I'm just a glorified boy scout there but it's a uh, pretty fun um yeah what 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 biscuit did I choose I think just to throw some controversy into uh into one of your previous discussions it'd have mm-hmm. to be a Jaffa cake okay um, okay I think that'd that, that'd be the one I, I can eat actually there's there's a chocolate Leibniz I think they're called they're like mm. um mm. just like a small biscuit with like chocolate that goes around the edge yeah and when chocolate good. goes over the edge of a biscuit yeah you've kind of broken yeah you've broken yeah. the law there yeah and I think yeah they're definitely they're definitely yeah, to have. <laughs> yeah what's your that. like reasoning behind picking Jaffa cake as a biscuit like why do you think oh, it yeah. classifies as a biscuit uh I think I think context is everything and uh <laughs> I think it's a very I think it's got an honorary title as a biscuit um rather than it actually being a biscuit I mean it's definitely a cake but I think if you serve it as a biscuit, it can be a biscuit for that, for that time being. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we, we, we put too many, con- like, too many boxes around things these days, you know, <laughs> and it's just nice to break free of those and yeah. say, you know what, you might be a cake, but right now you're a biscuit. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really what solves it. So whether it's a cake, if not, whilst I'm eating it, it's 100% biscuit. Yeah. So nice. and I'm, I'm happy to give it that title. Yeah. I what agree. What yours, Ellie? I was going to say Jaffa cake just to be controversial. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I don't eat that enough. And like, I feel like the obvious answer for me would be like a Lotus Biscoff. Mm. I prefer the spread than the biscuit. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I might just go for the humble, you know, chocolate digestive. Mm, I think one's the same, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or a party ring. Mm. I'm a party oh. ring queen. Yes. Yes. That's strong. Right. Yeah. Can we just keep on this discussion? But before we get on to our main, what we're going to be talking about, we've set Lewis a challenge and we've literally only just set him this challenge. Um, and he is dreading it, I think, a bit. And it's definitely much heavier than what's your favourite mm. biscuit. So, <laughs> Ellie, do you want to say the challenge that we've set him? Yes. So we are going to be talking about Easter and I guess what it means to us and what it means for Christians but we don't want to assume that everyone that's listening knows exactly what is going on so Bible College must have prepared you for this we would love it (laughs) (laughs) we would love it if um to set your challenge Abby do you have like some sort of timing situation I've got a timer how like where did we settle on a minute or two minutes so we decide a minute okay I'm feeling we're mean mean. (laughs) um to describe the events of the gospel keep us up to speed yeah, this is actually harder than doing it in like a five thousand word essay 
yeah, a Bible yeah. degree is so much harder to do it <laughs> in a minute than it is to write it down in that many words. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm excited to see what you're going to say. Are you so ready? Am I. I have no idea what I'm going to say. <laughs> Are you we're ready? All, we're all on a journey here. Yeah, go on. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so um, God, uh, in the beginning, created the world, loved it, created man and woman, absolutely loved them, breathed into them and gave them life, gave them his spirit and was like, we're going to live together forever. And uh, a couple of hundred years passed and man and woman, they're having a great time living it up in the garden. And then one day, this naughty guy comes out of nowhere and tells them, you've got to do something God's told you not to do. And they go, well, why did they do that? And they say, well, actually, it's so you can become like God. And Adam and Eve go, okay, that sounds good, and eat it. Uh, eat this apple that uh, they were told not to eat, or whatever fruit it was. And um, uh, what happens is God comes up to them and goes, why have you done this? They say, well, actually, it's so I can be like you. And God says, well, you're already like me. That's why we were living together forever. And so God was like, well, you've got to leave the garden. This place is perfect, and you're no longer perfect. So I've got eight seconds left. Is that it? <laughs> and so he sends him out and he says, I've got a rescue plan for you. I'm going to send my son to go and die for you so you can come back to this garden and live with me forever. And that's what he does. Was, uh, that was wow. trickier than I thought. A lot was, one minute. Yeah. Is li- I was looking up going, oh, I've only been 10 seconds. I've only been nine seconds. Eight. Oh, I was going down. <laughs> I thought it was going up. I was like, oh, no. If anyone's seen the book of the Bible, you'd realize that trying to get that down into a minute yeah. is it was a challenge. Impossible. It was a challenge. It was definitely yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Um well, to be fair, I wasn't expecting you to get through all of all of it, but I haven't told Abby this yet. I was thinking we could give you a minute and you could take from where he left. Why are you putting this on me now? I'm not prepared. Yeah, I like this. I like this. Gosh. Oh. Um, just you know, okay. for the sake of the podcast. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to help Abby out. That is a hard thing to put on someone, especially exactly. with this little notice. Exactly. You gave me about a minute and a half, but giving someone about ten seconds is is pretty rough. Yeah, you had about you had a few minutes to prepare. Oh, this is so hard, Eddie. Why do you do this to me? I don't know. I'm sorry. I just felt cheeky on the spot. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay. I'll start. Oh. Ready. Three. Oh, no. This is going to be a shambles. Two. One. Go. So, as Lewis left off, then Jesus went and died on the cross for our sins. Um, and then he then rose from the grave. Mary found him in the empty tomb. He then went and spoke to Mary, told her that he was alive again. She then went to the disciples, told him they were, he was alive again. They didn't quite believe her. He then went to the disciples, showed up to them, showed them they were alive. Um, oh, no, I've got stuck now. Um, <laughs> then later appeared did fed the 500 appeared to james um and then he went into the 40 days after the resurrection leading to him ascending to heaven to be eternally with his father so that we could live in freedom forever and ever amen (laughs) amen (laughs) 
Turned into sermon at the end. Now. <laughs> it just felt natural. It felt natural. Are we going to get the band back on stage? For a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With some nice piano in the background. That was good for no, just being thrown you. on you. Thank very you. impressed. I feel like I need to throw oh, something much. on you. You wait, you wait. Is this, this, the, is this the payback for all of the weird questions that I've asked you? Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. I think what we've found out, though, is that all of those pages of that book can be condensed to two minutes. Like, yeah. I feel like the, the story's more simple than we think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so this week we're going to be talking about Easter. Um, obviously, it's a massive, massive part of the Christian faith, so it's hard to talk about in one episode but we're going to try and do our best to kind of share the things that we love about it so first things first it feels only right to kick off with our favorite part of the easter story and like how the easter story relates to us so lewis what is your favorite part of the easter story um what a yeah what a wild question it is the center of christianity it's the the main event that happened obviously christmas is amazing but christmas leads to this and so this is where where like we as a as a family of christians started um and so yeah hard to pull out which is my favorite part um but uh i think uh probably jesus on the cross uh would be would be a great moment because he would be in this place unimaginable you know an utter pain in utter pain he still remained holy and he still remained completely in love with, with the people he was dying for. Uh, and you can see that through him talking to the other people on the cross. Like if, if it was me on the cross and other people were chatting to me, I'd just be like, shut up. Like I've got to <laughs> kind of get through this and I'd get into such a, such a bad state, but he's, he remains just in complete love of people and, mm. and understanding of what he's doing. Um, and I think that's probably his um, heart. It's definitely his hardest moment jesus hardest moment but um shows um just wholly his character and who he was mm. and the reason why he's a uh, such a, a great guy to follow yeah yeah i love that ellie what's your favorite part i think my favorite part about easter and i think it's something that i've kind of um it only really hit me last year i actually think um is that like i don't know how i deserved to be there you know mm. what i mean and i think no. um when you think of like if I got <laughs> just a weird analogy if I got arrested like and it wasn't my fault and someone came over and was like oh you know what I'll take your place in jail I think I'd kind of be like oh okay you know what like it could have been him or me <laughs> um so go on then hun <laughs> but um <laughs> like imagine like I was guilty like I was mm. guilty and I got taken into prison and this guy was like right you're off, I'm coming and I'm taking your place, I'm serving your sentence. I would feel terrible and I'd be like, mm. oh my goodness, that's like, what kind of man is that? Like, that's incredible. And I guess that is exactly what God has done for us in a modern day context that we can probably understand a bit better is that we belong on that cross um, and he just took it more than willingly. Yeah. Um, so I think that's my favourite thing to reflect on over Easter. Yeah. Um, what about you, Abs? My favourite thing, I think... My favourite thing, I'm quite a shifter of what my favourite things of stories in the Bible are. But this year, my favourite thing, or the thing that has, I guess, resonated with me the most is this idea of that joy comes in the morning. And I think, like, pre-Jesus 
um, pre-Mary finding the empty tomb and realizing that Jesus came back to life again, the disciples and everyone around him were so filled with like sadness and grief and almost like the shame of like how they acted in those days leading up to when Jesus went on the cross. And I think often like that can be how we kind of feel is like we live in this can live in this shame and in the sadness and grief of all the stuff that's happening around us but actually what Jesus did at Easter releases so much joy in us and because he's freed us from all of that feeling of shame and guilt and grief and I think when I was just rereading it over the last like couple weeks even before Jesus died on the cross he like prepared the disciples for what was going to happen and he literally said to them in John 16 I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I've overcome the world and he's literally telling them you're going to be sad you're going to be upset you're going to be filled with grief but you're going to be filled with so much peace and so much joy out of what I've done and he gives us that exact same reassurance and I think that for me is like the my favorite thing of like no matter what happens in day-to-day life he tells us that he can just fill us with so much joy because he's taken all of this pain and sadness that we feel away and I think yeah that's probably my favorite part of it Mm, that's good yeah so one thing I think when I was thinking about the Easter stories because it's such a big story obviously we can't talk about everything but there are these like little moments throughout that I guess we pick up on the more times you read it as well so I think it's quite intriguing to know what other parts that you've like picked up on Mm. so Lewis what would you say is like your favorite maybe like unseen or overlooked moment or like forgotten moment in the Easter story (laughs) forgotten moment um wow yeah um I think one thing we we like to do when we look at stories is take um, if, if it involves a character we take a very specific uh, event or context towards that character and think that that's what that means to them what in saying that explaining I mean um, uh, these people like Peter James John they've lived lives they're probably 20 30 years old and uh, they've had this whole life and there's so much that goes on inside of them and when Jesus does something towards them or says something to them it's never specifically to one context in their life, like, you know, their sadness towards one event or, you know, their pain from something. It's towards everything, the accumulation of their life. And so we can often look at one thing and think that it has one context behind it, but actually has, has loads of context because it's a person that Jesus is relating to, not an event. And so um, it's, uh, I think every single aspect of, of the Easter story really shows that um, in loads of different ways where you could look at a story from one context and, and see oh, this means something and look at it in another way and it means something different. Um, leading, leading, up to, uh, leading up to the Easter story, um, Jesus heals his friend Lazarus, who has passed away um, uh, from a very similar thing, which Jesus is going to save himself from, which is death. In a very similar way, they move away the tomb and, and out, out they come to, to, uh, to, well, it was Mary and Martha there, but it's another Mary here cr- crying over, over the person they've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think one thing that would relate to what uh, Ellie said earlier was that um, the person whose death it should have been was, was us and one person knew this most and that would have been Joseph 
and he offered Jesus Jesus to have his tomb. Uh, and he says, when he when he dies, I'll put him into my tomb because I think Joseph understood that Jesus' death should have been his death, mm-hmm. and that um, his Jesus didn't have a tomb because it shouldn't have been Jesus' death; it should have been Joseph. So Joseph said, if he's going to take my death, he can take my tomb, and so he puts him in the place where he should have been um, when he died. I think that's such a really good example of what um, yeah. the story, story shows is that Jesus took our death, mm-hmm. um, and then. What happens is we all know the story uh, or um, as we quickly brushed over in the two minutes. <laughs> we do now. The, yeah. The, the, yeah, we definitely do now. Uh, we know it all. Two minutes. We had the whole story. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a there was a stone that sat in front of uh, sat in front of the tomb. And the to, to go into Bible college stuff, I tried to stay away from this. But the, um, the same word uh, that is used for stone that they used in front of the tomb would have been the same word that they would have used for the the law of Moses, which was written on the, on the tablets of stone. And so um, we have this picture of the one thing that's holding Jesus back from leaving the grave is this law. And Jesus says, you know, okay, I'm going to move the law out of the way. Now the law was the reason why people were kept in this, kept in this grave or kept in death. Mm-hmm. And Jesus dies and then moves the law out of the way and says, actually, I'm creating this freedom. So the law is no longer there to hold you in death. I've moved out of the way. So from your tomb, which I died in, you can now exit and go back into life. Um, And I think that's such a a powerful thing when you realize that everything that Jesus did, I should have done. And so he did everything. He did all of that for me Mm. um, so that I never need to. And so then when I say to God, hey, you know, I want to, like he, he asked us to do, we must die to ourselves and we must be born again we we die we go into this tomb and god's already moved the law moved the stone out of the way and said leave just leave go and live life go and enjoy the fullness of life that i died so that you could have um and i think that gives you so much freedom every day and those kind of things are missed in the kind of grandeur of the story mm. yeah. yeah i did not know that about the stone like, yeah, no that is really cool and i love that like just that imagery of like the thing separating us and jesus was this like stone but also this law and he literally blew that away so that we can have a relationship with him and I love that that's so cool Mm. what's yours Ellie um I guess like leading on from what Lewis was saying about like context I guess for me like if I was to put myself into the story like I'm a woman um Mm. and so like you know I would have a different context to I don't know the disciples or whatever um so my favorite part um that I think it doesn't go unseen but I think it's not talked about is um I think I believe it only appears in John um, chapter 20 is when Mary Magdalene is um, like the first to find Jesus. And I think it like should be noted that women were like the last at the cross and the first at the tomb um, and that like he trusted them with the gospel. And I think that Mm -hmm. is a lot to be said about that. But um, what I think is really interesting and I think um, should be noted more is like she didn't recognize him until he said her name. Mm. And I think there's something so personal about that. Like, I don't know, but like there's very few people that if you just said my name, I would actually know who that was. Um, probably my mum, because I heard it, hear it all the time, especially if it's uh, <laughs> Helen. <laughs> <Full name. laughs> yeah. um, but I think just the way that like, you know, before she might not necessarily have known um, and I guess it is kind of leading on from that, that like, you know, moving the law and it now being a personal relationship between the two of them and that he could say her name and she could be like, oh, Jesus, mm. um, Rabbi. And like, yeah, I love that kind of 
image of them two just kind of I don't know just her being the first to fall at his feet and be like oh my goodness wow um and also I love the way that he's like don't cling to me because I think like I would be if Jesus died and he came back I would just be like Jesus like don't go again like come Mm. back um but he's been like no don't cling to me because I'm here forever you know what I mean like you don't Mm. need to cling to me anymore um you know and I think that's so cool um so just that whole story I love um yeah yeah what about you Abby um my favorite part well unseen moment I guess I don't think it's that unseen I don't know but I think it's more the bigger picture of like that in the bible there's only really two kind of examples and evidence of two people actually two of the disciples actually being where they are at the time of when Jesus is on the cross um and I think the first one is that Peter hid and then the other one was that um it's described in John 19 that one of the disciples there was the disciple whom he loved um Mm. at the foot of the cross and that is then taken as that was John um and I think I don't know about you but I think often the weeks around Easter I'm very much at the foot of the cross like I'm there I'm like taking in the story again like loving it like realizing what it means for me and all of this but then like say the other 360 days of the year I can often feel as if I can think like oh yeah I'm always at the foot of the cross with Jesus I might always with him but actually there are these things that I'm like keeping from him or there are these ways that I'm like running from him or hiding from him like Peter was doing and I think John being described as the one whom he loved doesn't mean that Jesus didn't love Peter because the reason he went on the cross was for the Peters of us like we're all Peters in the world like (laughs) he did he went on the cross for that reason because he loved us even when we hide and I think I don't know but when I was just reading that again I was like the fact that he's just described as the one whom he loved it's Jesus just loves us to be at the foot of the cross with him and he doesn't call us to be perfect and he doesn't I don't know I think it was just this picture of like he's not wanting us to be like off serving 24 7 like doing our own thing and as much as that's great he just wants us like the full center of it to just be with him and at the foot of the cross and just understanding that and understanding what that means for us and I think that was my big thing of like the Easter story is like to be at the foot of the cross not just for those five days of Easter weekend but the whole year and I think yeah that's something that I think we can always get wrapped up in Easter being for Easter but actually Easter is for every single day of our lives and we can take it into every single day of our life and I think we should do that yeah so yeah yeah that's really good yeah I um I say that there's points in your life where you can get angry at God or you can get upset at God or even when he's quiet you go I don't understand what you're doing I don't understand what you're trying to say yeah but you can you can always go back to that moment in time and realize everything he does everything he is is perfect yeah and even if he just did that one thing it was more than enough Mm. and so it's it's a constant event you can always go back to when Mm. you go okay actually I need to I just need to know what God's doing I just need to like I need to not be angry at him I want to understand why he's good and you go back to that moment you go I can always come here and fall in love with you like Mm. every single time I can come here and realize what you did this is more than enough my my problem that I'm facing right now it pales in comparison to the to the stuff that you've done here and I know that if you could do this you can easily come into this moment that I've got right now and show me how good you are Uh, and I understand that if you're not doing that right now 
um, there's a good reason for mm. it. But I'll just stay here at the foot of the cross until uh, until until you come yeah. come now and and show me something new. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I love that, and I love the way that you're saying like, yeah, we're calling it like the Easter story, but like it's not the Easter story; it's our story. You know what I mean? It's a like it's our testimony, mm. and I think. In the past, I've been kind of scared to share my testimony or like, but I remember my friend telling me, she's like, Eddie, like, it isn't your story. It's God's story. And if someone's not like going to judge, like, if someone's mm. going to judge you for that, then like they're judging God for that. And that's crazy. Yeah. And I actually think like <laughs> when we tell our testimonies, we should start from like zero BC, you know, yeah. um, and because it, it is our story. Um, yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so true. Yeah. I love what you were saying to us about like going back to that even when it's like god I can't hear you and just like going back to that story that's definitely something I'm gonna start doing um, <laughs> which is great for my next question because often as you say we can leave the Easter story to Easter but actually how would you say the Easter story like changes your every day like what things do you apply from the Easter story say your every day and what impacts you in July not just <laughs> yeah um it being the main event i'd say in history from my from being a christian you'd understand it's in history and and when you fully understand that we're like you said living the story of god mm. it is the center of that story as well mm. and so um it's the moment where everything that was broken starts to be healed up to that point things were getting more and more broken more and more you know further away from what god had created and it was that point when jesus came and died on the cross that he started going this is us fixing it again. Uh, and we're heading back in the right direction this time. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's, that's a really good place to start, how it can affect you every day, is knowing that that changed the span the boat around and headed back in the right direction. Um, I, um, how it affects my every day, I think it really links in with the title of your podcast, Thriving Grace. It, it's, um, it's the grace that Jesus shows um, in this moment that um that means that i can wake up every day thriving or, or living fully in freedom so um because mercy is not giving what you deserve which is what he did on the cross uh, and then when he rose again he gave grace which is giving you what you don't deserve so it's not not giving you what you don't what you do deserve it's then giving you more on top of that and you even don't deserve that and so and he constantly gives from that position um and it I think Jesus was really wise, really smart guy, because leading up to that moment, you kind of think there's a lot of context, a lot of substance going on in the Easter story. You go, oh, it can be quite confusing. But then you look back and you realize his whole time he's been speaking, he's just been explaining it so that when it happens, you go, ah, oh, OK. Um, and one of the stories would be the prodigal son. Um, and it's such a common like this is the main story. But I think there's there's absolute merit for that to be the case mm. um because it's a perfect picture of our relationship with god at that moment in time um and yeah so when jesus died on the cross um he he then forgives us of our sins because he takes all of our sins past present and future on us at that moment in time uh and then he says i'm going to take these into the grave you're not going to go to the grave with them anymore because to the jewish people um, to die was to stand in front of God and be judged. And Jesus said to them, I want you to die. I want you to die today. Whilst you're still alive, I want you to die, which, which is actually saying to them, I want you to stand in front of God today and be judged. 
not until you're at the end of your life when you've got it all sorted and you've you've paid all your sins and you've sacrificed all the pigeons and goats or whatever it was and you've done all that stuff i want you to choose being judged today and so that's what we do we go and stand uh, i was four years old i don't know how old you were when you said to to god hey i'm sorry for all this but i stood in front of god and i said i'm going to take take my death today and god said okay and he judged me in that moment. And instead of judging me, he looks at Jesus on the cross and he goes, okay, well, that, that man's perfect. He's my son. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so you're going to get what he, he should have got. Um, and so um, Jude Smith puts really well. He says he treats, um, treats us like G- treats Jesus like us so that he can treat us like Jesus. And mm-hmm. so we get this kind of grace given to us from that moment. And, uh, and we get to walk out from four years old. I got given this gift of eternal life and, I get to live that every day now because Jesus took my death instead on that cross. And, and, and then uh, what's, what the prodigal son shows us is, is that the father doesn't just forgive the, the son in the story of the prodigal son of what he's done. He then takes him back into the home and gives him a, gives him a, a, a house again and a family. And, and that's what Jesus does when he comes back. He, he adopts us back into relationship with him. So he doesn't just forgive us and be like yeah I'm, I'm like there's no debt between us that's all good and then we go hey can we come back in and he goes nah, nah 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 we're all done now he goes yeah yeah come back in and so he gives us more and more and he just continues to give us more than what we deserve uh, and we deserve we, de- we deserve stuff in the negative but actually he starts to give us stuff in the positive and mm. you can wake up every day and go I surely there's no more you've got to give me and he goes actually I've got more mm. yeah love that that's so good. Yeah, I think I agree in the sense that like, I think sometimes we can, I don't know, kind of start to think we deserve more than we do. Um, and, you know, you're like, oh, why don't I have that job? Why don't I have that car? Like whatever you are after. Um, but I actually think the story of Easter, it like grounds us to the fact that actually like we've already had way more than we deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, yeah, I think that definitely it humbles us mm. but at the same time I think you know like our the world is so fickle on like you know with things like council culture and like I don't know like celebrity like idolism idolatry um and <laughs> um thank you <laughs> I coined it myself um nice. and yeah no um like to the extent that I don't even know if I'm meant to love or hate Justin Bieber at the moment because it just goes so much I'm not sure I think we like him at the moment he's new album oh, you gotta love him, Just yeah. love him. <laughs> <laughs> but like and I think it can be like that like you don't have to be a celebrity to feel that you know like we have it with your friends or whatever as if you don't have a good friendship group around you I know I didn't until I left school um you can like make one move wrong and suddenly you're no longer of interest of worth of whatever and I think in the everyday for me um the Easter story just reminds me that like no matter what that happens like Jesus is a constant and he constant like if I was to do you know if I was to excel or if I was to lose a lot of cool points he still would have died for me and he still loves me and just that security and that um is what I get from the everyday I guess Yeah. yeah I love that I think my everyday thing is I think there's a conversation that Jesus has with Thomas before he goes to, before the days leading up into when he went onto the cross. And I think I was literally reading it the other day and I was like, 
Thomas is literally me um and (laughs) he asks he basically is in this conversation where Jesus is telling the disciples that they're going to follow him and they're going to be with God but Thomas's reply is Lord we don't know where you are going so how can we know the way and I'm like Thomas in this situation kind of knows like okay Jesus I've got that you told me that I'm going to be with God but I get kind of what you're saying but how are we going to get there and being quite a practical thinker that would be me I'm like okay Jesus I've understood what you told me to do but how am I going to get there and his reply I just love it is he simply just says I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me if you really know me you will know my father as well from now on you do know him and have seen me and I think whether we have all felt like a Thomas I think at some point in our lives like either not knowing where we're going or knowing where we're going but not knowing how to get there and I think the Easter story in my everyday just helps me with those times of uncertainty of like no matter how unsure I'm feeling or how uncertain I'm feeling about where I'm going or where Jesus is taking me all we need to do just as he says is just draw close to the father because he is the way and the truth and the life and I think he just shows us and I think the Easter story as a whole just gives us this freedom and just this reassurance to just be able to lean back on him completely and I think often we can forget that because we try so much we live in a society where it's like I've got to take these things on and deal with it on my own but actually like the Easter story just lets us complete have complete freedom from that and just be like you know what God I'm giving you control even over like the smallest things and I think that's something that I can sometimes forget like the big things I'm like yeah Jesus has that under control but the small things I'm like no this is what for me to deal with but actually like I'm going to give this to you because you're going to be the truth in this situation and you're going to bring life to these situations that I'm facing right now. And I think especially with everything that we're facing in the world and the uncertainty that we're in, Jesus just promises us that he's the way and the truth and the life. And I think it's just the ultimate, just little phrase of like, that is the truth that we need for facing every day. So yeah. So good. Okay. That is our Easter special. Oh, can I throw in another question then? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's full of the surprises. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So, having said all that, if this is, I guess, a first, like someone's first, I guess, hear of, you know, we've so well explained the gospel Mm -hmm. um, and now we've talked about what it means for us, what would you say to that person now after hearing all that? What would you now say? I think the gospel does one major thing and that's give uh, is, is, is show people who they are and it gives an identity. And I think uh, identity is everything to, to everyone. Um, and only very recently has that really become such a, a prominent um, topic. Um, but I, I think when God made, when God made man and woman, he called them perfect. And I think we find it very hard to see ourselves as perfect. Um, and sin entered the world, which is the lack of God or the opposite of what God is. It's darkness, which is the lack of light. It's not a substance in itself. It's just the absence of light. And so um, sin being the absence of God, um, we can often put that upon ourselves and call ourselves darkness. We can give ourselves a value that's nothing. I think Jesus dying on the cross shows us he still sees us as perfect. So whether you're seven years old to a hundred years old and you've had a life which 
you are proud of or not proud of god will look at you exactly the same as he always has and goes you're perfect Mm -hmm. even to the point that you're worth dying for Mm. um and so um he's he, he has always seen that and always has and um and actually it's the it's the sin it's the absence of him that um is actually the pain that we we feel and the pain that we um we actually give as well and so god gives us the freedom from that stuff from the stuff that we do and the stuff that we receive he says that's that's not the perfect you are created i, I made you perfect and that's how i still see you and we can get rid of that stuff and let's just be me and you perfect again. Mm. Yeah, so, so good. good. So good. Can't top that. No, can't. <laughs> Great place to end. <laughs> so thank you so much, Lewis, for joining us today. No problem. This was so much fun. It's been amazing. So yeah. great. I've learned a lot. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Ellie, yeah, you have good. to plug our Instagram, of course. Me. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, everyone, go check us out. It's at Thrive dot in dot grace yes and if you are watching you can also listen on spotify but if you're just listening you can also watch on youtube just for an fyi in case you want to see our faces or if you want to see what lewis looks like i know i'd be nosy to know um (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much for listening we hope you enjoyed and we will see you for our next episode well no no, we won't. Well, it will be the next episode. There will be we... another one. Yeah. We're not ending. No, no, no. This is the end of the season, isn't it? Yes, end of the series. Season finale. Yes. We Ooh, need a we need a cliffhanger. Finale. We need to we need to have some sort of oh, a cliffhanger. Drawback. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I can pretend to die here if you want. Just <laughs> oh wow! Just see what happens. Who killed you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one? <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>